0: What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. On today's episode of Rice, we'll be discussing Asian superstitions and tackling trending topics, including the TikTok ban in the US, and Health Canada's tracking app, and um, and uh, Trump... Trump attempting to delay the U.S. election and the replacement for Ellen. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our panel tonight, we have Jennifer Shung.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Great to be here.
0: Leonard Chan. Hi. And Sebastian D. Chow. Thanks for having me here. Um, okay, so we like to uh, start off this show doing a segment we call dim sum, because it's bite sized, um, bite sized morsels of information. And so I will go first because we're just talking about trending topics. So my trending topic is this whole um, this whole crazy Ellen is mean. They need to replace her thing, and you know, listen. I won't comment on Ellen yet, just because there's more allegations coming out. We don't have all the information yet, so I'll wait on that. But what I will comment on is this whole hashtag trending about replacing Ellen, and the thing that's upsetting me is the front runner apparently is James Corden, and. You know what? It was annoying enough when straight white guys named James and Jimmy took over late night. They do not need to invade my daytime TV. It was like the one place where I could get a lesbian and now I'm going to get replaced by like some straight white guy. No. OK. I know some other people were throwing out names like, um, you know, Tiffany Haddish, Jerry Seinfeld, Michelle Obama. They're all great, but they are straight. Um some of the some of the queer names being thrown out are Laverne Cox and Wanda Sykes, which is cool, you know, queer women of color. But um, an Asian is being represented, so we need to mention her. Some people are mentioning Ali Wong. Yeah. <laughs> so That'd okay, cool. uh, fingers crossed for Ali Wong. Um, and uh, <laughs> any comments from our panel? Yeah, since, Dally, yeah, I love it. I, S- since when are uh
2: talk show hosts uh designated by the public? Like, we, it's a, like a write in candidate. Like, <laughs> I, I'd like Allie Wong to be on the show. That's, <laughs> what? She, she's sitting at home, like, I'm trying to like raise these children. I don't know, I don't want to do this show or something. Okay? Well,
1: it's it's basically, no, but I remember. Oh, sorry, no, sorry go ahead go, ahead, go ahead. No, I was saying, I just remember this one incident. It was a few years ago, someone posted this video that Ellen was kind of getting shit for because she went hard on like this Chinese native, I guess she was like a flute or it was a boy, like a young Chinese child. And they were like playing an instrument or doing something and Ellen was mocking them. Like kind of like, do you speak English? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, and people were like, whoa, Ellen. Like, uh, no, not okay. (laughs) What about racism, Ellen? Yeah. (laughs) From that moment I was like, I see you. I see you, you sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, nice space short hair. Like, as obvious as Steve
3: Harvey. You see that whole Steve oh, Harvey no, thing? No, it like, was just like, say that- who would date an Asian man?
1: You. <laughs> but, Vong, this yeah. is what you were saying in your Instagram, and I fully loved what you said. You were saying, you were calling out the white gay corporate men who need to be standing behind their so called allyship, mm. and not only when it's convenient to them. I think that there are a lot of people, I'm not saying all, okay? Don't hate me, gay community. My sister is gay. I love gay people, but I'm saying <laughs> that a lot of people use. A lot of people use the LGBTQ movement as a cloak, as a sheep's clothing for the wolf that they are. And just because she's female and she's, it's, it's almost as if even in film that being gay is now like the white person's form of diversity. Like that yeah. makes them, we're okay. Cause we're gay. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, no, you can still have fucking predators. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> priests that touch little boys, men that touch yeah. little boys. I'm not saying like that, but yeah, okay, that's an example of bad gay people, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm just going to jump in <laughs> here. Yeah, I,
1: like,
0: yeah.
2: Just yeah. because <laughs> you're gay
1: people, doesn't nope. make you a freaking saint. That's all I'm saying. And a lot of people use that to be like, no, you can't touch me because I'm part of this community. That's untouchable. Like, look at what happened in our community yeah. with she who will not be named, I guess, because we've named it enough. We all know who, right? There was abuse. There was abuse.
0: Yes, yes, we will, we will save that. We'll unpack that for a whole nother episode. I do want to give a shout out to Lionel and Danny, um, because this is our first week where we're getting live, live, um, live chat messages. Um, the other weeks people were submitting and I couldn't see what they were submitting. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I think people stopped commenting, but uh, definitely um, thank you for submitting. Um, so for, for, uh, for Danny, um, he's saying that pedophiles aren't gay. And I, I don't think that's what Jennifer is saying. Um, she's a- <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's like squares and rectangles deal, right? <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll give Jennifer a chance to no, reply no, to that I'm
1: comment. not saying all pedophiles are gay. I'm saying that the priests that are men that only target young boys and not young girls of the opposite sex, isn't that a preference for sex?
3: This is like some fun bullying question. Pedophiles <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah. like, are gay, like, but not like, all
1: gay. Like, We're like trying to make like point. Venn
3: diagrams
2: that okay, are acceptable.
1: That is an inception of sexual preference, and I guess we don't have to go there. It's like, oh, how many layers do we have to dissect? What I'm What I'm saying is, Kevin Spacey, I think, you know... I think he came out as gay, and he, sure. like, I, 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 he, came yeah. out, he came out as
3: gay as a defense against yeah, that sexual... Was, that was wow. some shit right there. Okay, was so the right worst there. coming out I've ever seen.
2: I think he was like, I'm <laughs> fucked, they know, so let's okay. just try this. It might work.
1: Yeah, okay. No. Look, I'm not trying to say all pedophiles are gay. That's not my point. My point <laughs> is just to exhibit that in every community, yeah, there are I, bad people. I,
0: I, 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 I will D. say um, to, just to wrap up this just to wrap up this topic because we could, could kind of went uh, kind of went uh, off, off, off the Ellen train although with Ellen um, now the latest allegations are including sexual misconduct which is why I said I didn't want to comment yet it's not allegations against her but they're saying she turned a blind yeah. eye it's Ooh, still evolving it's Ellen
3: degenerate
0: so you know I I don't really want to comment on Ellen yet but I, and I will say what what Jennifer's saying the Kevin Spacey example actually is a really good one where, at least from what I understand, it's not that all gays are pedophiles or all pedophiles are gay, but oh. sometimes gay people do use being gay as an excuse. And I think Kevin Spacey is the best example because when people caught him, he was like, I'm gay. And it was like, wait a minute. No, those are let's not have a coming out party right now. You just molested people. So I feel like that's what Jennifer's trying to say. So she's attacking the Kevin Spaceys of the world, not all the gays, yes. No, um, <laughs> of course not. There are plenty Does anybody
3: of. Anybody want to step in nice. and defend Kevin Spacey before we move on? Anybody? Yeah. anybody? Yeah. Comments?
0: Anybody? Okay, um, before we uh, get canceled, I am going to go on to the next topic, which is um, very different. It is, um, you know, since she's on a roll, I will go with Jennifer, and uh, her topic of the week is TikTok getting banned in the USA, or possibly banned. Take it away. Okay.
1: First of all i really shouldn't care but i do because i just joined tiktok and it's great so follow me at jennifer comedian on TikTok. <laughs> they are so generous with their likes it's like the complete opposite of twitter twitter is like yelling in the forest or like making noise and like peeing in the forest but questioning if you peed because no one was there to hear it that is twitter whereas tiktok is You can just like blow a fart kiss to the camera and boom, if you are cute, you'll get like 30,000 likes in three days. (laughs) But the point is Trump is trying to ban TikTok because it's happening with the Internet right now. I don't know. There was recently this congressional hearing with the top Internet companies. Um, Sorry, Microsoft, not you. It was Apple. (laughs) Google, Amazon, and Facebook, okay, the big four in social media. And basically, they had to kind of testify as to, uh, uh, we're not too powerful, we're not a monopoly, yes, they are. And what Trump is doing is he's kind of furthering this problem by splintering the internet into little entities of nations. And he's saying TikTok, it was uh, founded, created by a Chinese company, and we are scared that all these over 100 million people in the U.S. are using TikTok, and they are gonna, you know, we're they're gonna get our secrets. They're gonna get our secrets, so we need to ban it. But he's like, no, we're not gonna ban it. I'm gonna actually try to sell it to Microsoft. And uh, in order for them to operate in the U.S., we just gotta make a deal. We gotta make a big deal. They need to send the money to our treasury. I don't care if it's China. I don't care if it's Microsoft. Somebody, we gotta the money has to come to the treasury because it's a deal. Like. <laughs> Okay, so are you worried about security or do you just want money? Like, he can never get his story straight. The hands, the little midget And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I bet if Donald Trump were as, you know, effective at TikTok as he were on Twitter, uh, he wouldn't try to ban his, his platform. Oh, but, my God. Um, I couldn't I imagine just, Donald uh, Trump
0: dancing I, I, on TikTok. Oh, my God. I think that
2: Trump would be great at TikTok. I, you know he so... he would just he would just be like uh like this is sleepy joe <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
2: then that would be the whole thing and then he would get it like a trillion st-
1: like it, it would be no, not very he, funny actually dementia tests he should actually. just <laughs> do his own version and test people like <laughs> i think and that the people, best, the people who are best the people who are really good at tiktok
3: you know what that felt like just going Ill. back to like the whole Kevin Spacey usual suspect. I was like, oh. he was, it was like a usual suspects thing where he was looking around the room, just looking at, the, what do I see? I see a man, woman, person, camera, TV. He's like the most, we're <laughs> now usual suspects in our, like he Kaiser sose us in the most boring way possible.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, Not, yeah.
3: You know, I, I, I was I, waiting
2: for our first Trump impression, and it was as <laughs> bad as I had hoped. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: I would, I would, I would say for TikTok. I, I actually do think the government should be a little bit worried about privacy, but not because it's made in China, because it's a social media platform. All of them are stealing our data. So forget where it's coming from. The American ones are just as bad, if not worse. So yes. TikTok has privacy issues, but not because it's Chinese. In fact, the American ones are even more egregious. Yeah, so it's
3: also insane that Trump's like, Yeah, you can make this deal, but you gotta give us a cut. Like, what are you, a fucking mob boss? Like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, like, that's yeah. kind of not how the US government works. And mm-hmm. what happened well, to the free market? Like, I don't understand. Like, this is when no. He's
1: placing like a tariff. He's, he's basically like, Here's a tax on but your Microsoft. App, well, I mean, that's how app. tariffs work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when he bans TikTok,
2: I think he's going to lose a large percentage of that under 15 vote and <laughs> that's going to hurt him in the polls.
3: Uh-huh.
2: All those 13 year olds voting illegally, they're not going to get a chance. Like they're not going to, I well, think they're going to turn against him. It,
1: like, I feel like there aren't as many racists on TikTok as there is on YouTube. I will say from my own anecdotal experience. You know, TikTok is so empowering for women in the Middle East. Did you mm. hear about the story about these two women in Egypt who are recently facing like criminal charges because they're famous on TikTok? Like, yeah, and there's actually a lot of women <laughs> using the app mm. in these countries where it's you know patriarchal and stuff. So what were I don't they
3: know. Doing on TikTok, were they just doing a funny dance and now they're going to jail? They're like, just
1: what? being like they're living their best life. And the government doesn't like that they're so famous and gaining power and being not traditional women hiding, you know, behind. Mm-hmm.
2: There are thirteen-year-old TikTok stars who can buy and sell all of us, uh, and <laughs> that disturbs me. I, if TikTok is banned, I won't really. Um, yeah, I, I won't. I won't shed a tear. I'd be. I might be a little enthused about it, uh, yeah. except well, in I Canada where like it's still it. allowed.
3: I don't need yeah. another social media thing where I feel like I have to get followers on it. Like, it's enough. It's enough that there's all these, like, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I don't have, I don't, yeah. I'm on, like, I'm not on TikTok at all, except somebody showed me, like, I'm being impersonated by people on TikTok right now. Oh. Oh my gosh. So you have
1: fans. You should like yeah, fans. Like, I have, and, like, <laughs> that's, I, that's I have this great. one,
3: like, because people take, like, albums. And then yeah. like, they, they like lip sync albums, so they've been lip syncing my comedy album. There's one of these <laughs> like two little Indian girls lip syncing a joke about dirty talk that I made. I'm like, this is so disturbing. I'm on a just the lowest laptop. effort content you could possibly but imagine.
1: See, therein lies Chinese Basically, you know, it's basically KTV or, or lip sync battle for the masses, and there's no copyright. Like people just copy, copy, copy. So it's very China, China. In that yeah. Respect.
0: Th- the funny thing is, I've, is, I'm not on tip I'm not on TikTok, but I would. It would probably be a good network for me because I actually, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but where I grew up, you know, ghetto, you guys know that part. I say it like every two seconds, but (laughs) (laughs) those words do come, I do realize I I mentioned that a lot, but we used to do dance battles and where I grew up, it's like um, dancing was a form of. You know, it was sort of like a it, it was it was a gatekeeper to show if you had confidence or not. So mm. if you didn't know how to dance, people would just think, oh, you're like a lame ass bitch with no confidence. So we're not going to be your friend. So I'm, well, I'm I'm actually quite good at dancing. So TikTok, I could bring my
3: moves. I could bring my ghetto moves. I'm so confused. So you, so you grew up. In a ghetto where there were gangs and all you did was dance? Uh, did you grow up in West Side? Yeah.
0: Dance battles are legit when you go back to the ghetto.
3: You no, do... I know they're legit. I used to do dance battles when I was younger. Ah, uh, there no, you no. go. No, but it
1: just seems like such a contrast. Like here, cut a bitch or like, you know, cut a battle. Cut a, yeah. no, well, yeah. not you know,
0: everybody's that. in gangs. Some people battle it out on the dance floor. Some people battle it out on basketball. Other people shoot each other, you know? It is what it is.
2: Different strokes.
0: Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, wrapping up the topic. Thank you, Jennifer, for that impassioned uh, debate on TikTok. Next, we will head on over. Oh, actually, before we head on over, I'll just shout out uh, Joe Malaski who uh, went back to, Oh no, we went back to our old topic. He's saying all priests are gay. Um, so
2: uh, he, uh, you know, that's an opinion and you're welcome to it.
3: I think that that <laughs> opinion should be protected. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, first, moving we to, on to our even next there hot topic—protection
3: no of freedom of speech. There's no freedom of speech in Canada, but cool—I'm—I'm I'm all about, you can say <laughs> whatever you want,
0: <laughs> Okay, so next hot topic. This is uh, this is uh, Leonard's first of two entries into hot topics this week, and it is about the Health Canada tracing app.
3: So- uh, yeah, so I don't know if you guys know, Health Canada released their COVID-19 tracking app. Uh, and I, I posted a bit about it, and the response was mostly positive, but then I've been having a lot of very similar arguments with a lot of people about the app. You know, a lot of people are like, it's a privacy issue. They're stealing your data, and I was like, first of all, there's no data to steal. You're not putting anything into it. All it is, it's a Bluetooth beacon. It exchanges anonymous codes with other phones and lets you know if you've been in contact with somebody who had COVID. You put, you have to put more information into your Pizza Pizza app to get pizza than this app, okay? <laughs> and also, if you have TikTok installed on your phone, you can shut the fuck up about privacy, okay? And then other people are like, oh, well, it's voluntary, so it's not going to work because if not everybody uses it, it's not going to work. So why bother? I'm just like, you're the fucking problem, dickhead. Like, if everything's voluntary. Like, wearing masks is voluntary. Social distancing is voluntary. Vaccination is voluntary. Like, if everybody just stopped doing shit because they are worried other people aren't going to do it, so why bother? Then society falls apart. That, that's that's how that that's how it works. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, people are just too selfish, right? It's all about them. It's me, me, me. Like... My privacy, my comfort, me, me, me. But, like, society is a goddamn we, okay? And, look, I'm not saying we go full dictatorship like China and and make everybody do stuff, all right? But, look, there's one thing that the Chinese people have that Americans, like, Westerners don't, all right? That's shame.
1: Like, Western
3: (laughs) society needs Asian shame. Like, things work so much better. Just have, like, the the, the Game of Thrones nun just follow anti-masters around with a bell. Shame. Shame, shame, (laughs) like that's what we need right now, okay? That's, you know, like, look, if you've installed the app, thank you so much, you're doing your part, you know, great. But if you can get the app and you haven't, then you are a fucking oxygen thief, okay? (laughs) We don't need you.
1: I have something to say to that, Leonard. And it's not about pedophiles either. No, (laughs) no. No, it's not even about about how pedophiles should be traced on an app like this. This is actually to, not the people who developed the (laughs) app, kudos to them. It was great. But the problem is, and I think the blame is on the government right now, that the app cannot be installed on older versions of iPhones, tablets, and a lot of the demographic that is affected by the coronavirus. Older people, let's say a lot of Black, Indigenous Communities that are, you know, beneath the poverty line who are heavily stricken by this virus don't have access to these. I know that's why I said, should we
2: put the app on a palm pilot? The
1: app,
3: haven't I? Very specifically worded it that way because of that issue. I know there's an issue with uh, older versions of uh, OS not being supported. It has to be like OS 13.5 for iOS, and yeah, that's a huge problem because uh, I like I think it's uh, past iPhone six. It's not supported, so. Right.
1: And the thing is, if not more than 65 to 80% of your population has the app, it basically doesn't work. So no matter, even if I do my part and get the app, like if people who are being most affected by coronavirus, who you want to know that they have it, they can't get it, then it kind of is like redundant in a way. So then hopefully
3: they'll fix it. Hopefully they'll put out an API that's not version dependent and then everything will be okay because now they're aware of the problem. All I'm saying is for the people who can get the app. And if you're you choosing not to because of all these fucking stupid reasons. Like the mask wearing. And you know,
2: and and, you know there, there is the issue that you have to download it voluntarily. But I think you can solve it by making the app a virus that forcibly <laughs> installs onto your, your phone. Ooh, like a U2 album.
3: Cool. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they could just make the app a U2 album. I yep. didn't ask for that either. And I, just, I was like, what? what this is Bono? I don't. Bono, want Bono. can
2: cure coronavirus <laughs> well, using this app.
0: Well, yeah. or, or we could just combine two of our topics and get them, talk to China no, but, and get them to add it to TikTok. I'm, I think about 65% of the population on TikTok.
1: No, let's get Brian Adams to uh, <laughs> do the, <laughs> sorry, I, let's get him to write a song about it.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if uh if if uh I, I guess it would be uh repentance for that craziness he talked about asians and eating bats so um you know he, he trying to do hide his behind part. his veganism oh, I'm well, doing making
3: the- greedy yeah. bastards but you know what
0: <laughs> okay like, like
3: a something something sharp i don't
0: know well thank you leonard <laughs> for that first hot topic now let's go to your second hot topic um, which is a Trump's interview where he callously said, it
3: is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. 145,000 American deaths, it is what it is. Look, I don't want to keep talking about Trump every week, um, but he just keeps doing stupid, stupid, stupid shit. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw this insane Axios interview with Jonathan Swan, but like that was the real cognitive test and he fucking failed. It was so Like, I hope, like, I honestly hope at the end of this nightmare that is his presidency, he's going to be like, ah, this was all, this was all just a piece of performance art. (laughs) It's like this piece (laughs) is called A Portrait of a Narcissist and the American Kaleidoscope of Reality. You know, that would be amazing. All right. That would be the greatest artistic accomplishment since Michael Bay's art film Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. right. Which was, you know, an exploration of how, you know, story has no more meaning. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's not that it's just an old man with nuclear codes it's oh. fucked up like when they're asking why he had a rally in tulsa this the height of a pandemic he was like well tulsa was very good at the time you know it only got bad a month after we left
1: like, yeah he crammed twelve
3: thousand people into a into a room with no masks mm. and suddenly people had respiratory diseases oh what a shocker and then there was this whole thing where he was like talking about uh uh, if you read his daily briefings, and he was just like, oh, no, I, I read better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I read extraordinarily well. I bet I read better than any anybody you've interviewed in a long time. And I was like, dude, if you have to fend how well you read so hard,
2: you can't read. Yeah, yeah for
3: sure. <laughs> and then, of course, because we can't have a podcast or an interview without pedophilia coming up, Ghislaine Maxwell, <laughs> you know, they brought him oh. up and how, her up, sorry, and then how uh, he wished her well, and he was just like, no, of course I wished her well. I wish everyone well. I want everybody to, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I wish everybody, and it's like, look, you have to defend the defense of a wow. alleged child sex trafficker so hard. You definitely fucked yeah. a child. So, like, <laughs> that, that well, was definitely sorry. him. On the Julian
1: like, Maxwell thing, So did you guys recently hear how there was an article about how Epstein advised her not to tell Virginia and the other girls to recruit black girls? <laughs>
3: I, I didn't Oh, my that. God. You know what? Oh, that, that that, that's enough. Like, I mean, like, child sex like, trafficking is one thing, but racism?
1: No, <laughs> that but I will say there. that's <laughs> the only time that, like, discrimination has worked in the favor of a minority group. Like, you don't want to be part of that. You don't want to be included yeah, in that. Except
0: for, except for every young black girl that was saved from Jerry Epstein was probably taken by R. Kelly, so... Oh yeah,
2: There's just oh, you know no,
0: somebody's gonna catch them. Someone's gonna catch them. Um now, Okay, I, I, I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was
2: I was thinking that when Trump said that he wishes uh Ghislaine well, that was him implying that he would pardon her because she has dirt on him.
3: Wow. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, do you For think sure. he can get away with? Uh, He's already like, pardoned Roger Stone. Him. I mean, he already, already pardoned Roger Stone. I know he did Roger Stone, but this is different. I mean, child sex it. trafficker. That's <laughs> I mean, Roger Stone is a cartoon character, but this is like this dark. Is Maxwell. Like if he if he pardons Ginni Maxwell, I mean, like this this. I mean, no, no,
1: no. This is like Trudeau saying, "Oh, Carla Homoka, I wish you well." Like <laughs> yeah,
3: and then pardons. Come on, get out Murder.
1: Pretty much. Can you I don't, imagine I don't if Trudeau? I don't think was he, like, he can get
3: away with. I don't think he can get away with that. There's no yeah. way.
2: Well, you know, he he doesn't always follow through with his promises. I mean Have you seen the wall lately?
0: Yeah, although he, he he has followed through with his promises of taking care of people who don't turn against him, whereas people who do, like whatever, his last lawyer guy, not Rudy Giuliani, the one the one that they tried to retaliatory um uh bring him back to jail last week. I forget mm-hmm. his name. The you know, the guy with the sort of slouchy face looks like he's gonna fall asleep all the time. Mar. Huh? Bar? Bar? no no, no, the his his lawyer, the one that turned against him,
3: oh Michael Cohen,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. that guy, that guy, yeah how how all his
3: lawyers look sleepy,
2: <laughs> that's true, that's true, Because um, well... he doesn't he's he got so much work for them that they don't have time to sleep
0: <laughs> true. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for that um, impassioned uh, Trump debate. Um, our, our last topic is also about Trump. I don't know what's going on with Trump. He, he just he does so many headlines. But before we get to our last topic, I'm just going to shout out um, username 45lies who says... Um, from YouTube saying Trump will soon be banned from America. Well, you know I'm not sure if he'll be banned, but I'm hoping that he gets thrown in jail because I, I know there's a there was a story out today about how um, the the New York um, the 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 U.S. Attorney's Office in New York. Um, was trying to get his tax returns saying like it's, it's very clear that he did criminal activity. So they're really upping the rhetoric. And I've always said that I don't think just defeating Trump in an election will reset the course. Well, first of all, I don't think there's any way to reset the course to get things back to normal. To normal. But I do think if Trump gets sent to jail for like treason and all these crazy things he's done it will at least deter the next wannabe trump if his only punishment is to like not get his own freaking
3: station yell at everybody
0: yeah he because then he'll he can run again in four years he can become the next rush limbaugh get another tv show all this craziness i
3: feel like it's just you have to make an example out of him
0: yeah, which is like I, they
3: can they can't do the thing that they did with Nixon and like pardon because it's like you like and they're going to be tempted to do that but they, they <clears> not <throat> this time. Like it would like America's already fucked but like that would really be like oh well, I guess you can just get away with anything.
2: Yeah, but every, every week we say that. you say, like oh, he can't do that. That's that's well, a, no, 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 that's over the line. And then there's the lines actually is over the line. But the presidency lines, but
3: exactly, no the behind them? Yeah. Then they have to do something about him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm saying. There's clear cases of to me, flat out treason, you oh, know, man. with with with, uh, yeah. w- you know, the, well, 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 multiple not, not cases the, of the exact definition
3: of treason. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, there is treason.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's multiple counts of treason, like working there's with working church. with different um, world no, leaders me. and dictators against your own country mm-hmm. um, multiple times, like the the
3: Afghan. But Afghan you have to officially treason. be at war. I don't know. I'm being a stickler. <laughs>
0: Uh, Sorry. No, no, no. This is this is why we have you on to bring the uh, to to bring up the I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't want to say the intelligence level cuz I think we're all pretty pretty smart here, but the um the fact-checking level? I don't know. Anyway, I'm saying that that sounded like a backhanded compliment, but if Ashley meant as a real compliment, <laughs> Leonard, I apologize. Um, let me go to the next topic before I get into too much more trouble. Um, and the last topic goes to Sebastian, and the topic is Trump's attempts to delay the election.
2: All right. So last week I talked about how I'm sick of everybody uh, – letting trump uh letting trump live rent-free in their heads like he's everyone just gets so incensed every day they wake up like oh what the fuck did trump do today i'm so mad that's that's the energy that's their cup of coffee now is reading what trump did uh and then just fuming uh and like here i'm still talking about it there's he's been he's been teasing that he's like oh what if we delay the election uh that won't actually let him stay president however that's the thing is when the, <clears throat> the elections delayed the president his term still ends when it would normally hmm. uh, yes and then the speaker of the house who would not be Nancy Pelosi would instead uh, be acting president for the interim because uh, she's up for everyone's up for reelection so it but the uh, the senators are a majority Democrat, so it would be a Democrat who, do, who takes control over there. So that's probably not the route that it's going to take. I, mm. like Delaying the election is not something that uh, has ever happened. And I think that it's still not advantageous for Trump to go through with it. Not that he even has the ability to. That's a Congress thing. Mm. Uh,
1: Can only, I just... Oh, sorry, no. Go ahead. I'll, yeah. I'll say it after.
2: Yeah. The only uh, avenues are to... Uh, if he seizes power... Uh, by uh, insisting that the election is fraudulent And then uh, refusing to vacate uh, That would literally be a civil war though And I, I, I don't really see that uh, far down the line yeah. So uh, delaying the election It's not really a thing uh, That's what I, I'm, I've surmised You know
1: mm. Jennifer? Okay <laughs> But do you think he's delaying it because he wants Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg to pass away so that the next?
2: They already have a a majority, and it's going to be a majority for a long time because the alcoholic that they just threw in the bucket uh, is—he's—he's going to kick around for a while.
3: Yeah, Kevin knows a young, a young sexual assaulter. Well, yeah. I I think the it's not like Clarence Thomas, an older sexual assault. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I
0: think the the one way they can overturn the majority is to make D.C. into a proper state and do some reallocation. Um, so, the, so there are ways to open up new seats. It would be kind of shady, but I feel like I I feel like the the Democrats are trying to play by the rules and they're playing against people. Who are bending every rule? Like even the mm-hmm. fact with how many how many um, people have been um, have been uh, appointed to the uh, to the justice system in his term is just I forget the percentage, but it's just crazy. And that they've just been doing this the whole time, even during the even during the COVID nineteen crisis. They they um, they. They uh, sent everybody home um, for the COVID vote, but they brought everybody back to vote in more justices. So it's like their number one goal. And they're just playing so shady. And the Democrats have to play shady, too. So if you got to make Washington a goddamn state to get another, you know whatever person yeah and puerto rico and then you know redo the electoral map this is your chance because i'm still mad at obama because he had the presidency he had the senate he had the um the congress all at once for two years and they let it slip they let it slip they weren't evil enough you have to fight evil with evil
3: yeah did you but did you hear what obama said at john lewis's uh funeral No, he like this was big. He was just like, let's get rid of the filibuster.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Obama got filibustered so much.
3: He wants to get rid of it and he wouldn't do it like then. Like, I think it was funny because like now he's like ahead of Biden, like, uh, you know, where he like now Biden has to like address this. (laughs) He's Like, well, now (laughs) I guess we have to do that. I know, man, it's like if they get rid of the filibuster and like the Democrats take, you know, take the Senate. Man, the legislation is going to come through is going to be wildly different from anything you've seen before. It's huge. Mm.
2: I'm curious. I'm curious. I think see. it's going to be a lot more moderate than that. I think it's the US is probably going to do a lot of like repair if the Democrats take over where we just kind of calm down hopefully and I mean, try yeah. to try to repair our our image.
3: But but Biden cuz
2: it's it's in the garbage disposal right now, getting banged around.
3: Yeah, but I think that's that ship has sailed, man. Like, I the Trump presidency has shown the world that it doesn't matter. Like any sort of legislation, international treaty, or whatever, is only worth like the the period of time that the president, like the, that that term of the presidency, because yeah. the next guy can just come in and just tear everything up unilaterally.
2: Yeah, like, but that's true for America's most governments.
3: <laughs> they're, they're done.
2: <laughs> no well, the regime change can be uh, can be rocky for any type of government.
0: Yeah, but I, 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 I do think for the most part, for like international PACs, they used to have some rules like what like what happened with uh with 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 uh Erdogan and Turkey, all that. I, I do think that did hurt their their future diplomacy. I, I, I do think that was more than like your typical um changing of, of presidents. Um I I, I do yeah. think that that will hurt them. Um, in the yeah, I mean, so I, that, yeah,
3: they can't. I think, yeah, I think what has to happen is like Congress has to actually ratify treaties. Yeah. They can't just presidents can't just like break treaties. They can break de- like the Iran deal or cords, but like an actual treaty. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
3: that, but that requires like bipartisan support. And,
2: like exactly. if there was a penalty for yeah. the Paris Agreement, which was just like informal, like guys shaking hands like, hey, we should, uh, we should probably stop polluting so much, right? And it's like,
0: yeah, yeah we should save the sure. world. Nah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. uh, well, I'm just going to wrap up um, our hot topics. We can get onto our main topic. Um, let me change the <clears throat> graphic. Okay, so our main topic of the week is uh our main topic of the week is asian superstitions um you know sort of what type of superstitions did we grow up with do we still believe in those superstitions um let's start first with leonard
3: um yeah so there's a lot of numerology stuff i think a lot of asians you know everybody uh Every, every Asian knows, like, the number four is bad because it sounds like death, like, say, say, you know, death. Thirteen is good, like, satsang, uh, which is, like, or, you know, satsang, which is, like, oh, you're definitely going to, like, be prosperous or whatever. So that was a thing. So I had, like, a little OCD about the number four. Like, I would avoid it. <laughs> you know, it was uh, not great. And, uh, and my parents were, like, into feng shui and all that stuff. So, like, I would hear a lot about that. And... Uh, You know, and so whenever, like, uh, when I bought my house, like, they were very much like, oh, we got to do this. You got to go, you got to put pennies. You got to put pennies above the door, uh, all the door frames. You you guys do that? Like, pennies above the door frame? Because it's going to, like, make you wealthy or whatever like that. And I'm just like, I'm a Canadian comedian. Like, man, I don't have pennies. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, where am I going to get pennies? Uh, (laughs) um, But, yeah, but, like, all the superstitions are, like, either either about death or money. Like, that was basically all it was about. (laughs) Death or money. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, that was like what it was growing up. And then of course, when I got older, uh, yeah, there are some crazy stories about, uh, the things my parents believed in, which I could tell later. I don't want to like suck up too much time. Uh, but like feng shui, death and money. That's basically Mm -hmm. was my childhood.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of think superstitions are interesting because I, I just feel like they're a way to get people to do things without yeah. directly telling them to do things. And so that kind of stuff I sort of understand, but some of these superstitions don't really get people to do anything you want them to do. They're just like really weird. So, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll read out some of them. I, I didn't really grow up with a lot of superstitions or I should actually say, I just ignored superstitions cause I didn't, you know, like I didn't go to why well, I, I did go to church and I did go to the temple. Um, so I was raised in both uh, the Christian church, um, well, forced to go to Christian church, um, and was raised at the Buddhist temple. And even though I went, I just sort of like turned off my mind. And my parents had all these superstitions, and I just ignored them. So for this week's topic, I actually sent out a message to, um, to my social media channels asking them what their craziest um, superstitions were. So I'm just going to read out a few of them. And some of them, like I said, it makes sense. So that people don't do stupid shit, but some of them I just don't understand. So maybe maybe people out there can can help me understand in the comments. But the first one is don't let a baby sleep alone or a spirit will come and snatch it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's like teaching a new mom, don't be stupid with your kid. You know, some of these are just weird though. Like the next one is circumcise a boy in adolescence and they will grow wildly taller. I was like, I don't really know how that helps anything. I. Don't really get it. Um, some but of, we've learned
3: something about Yao Ming. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But people in China don't circumcise their babies. It's it's in the Philippines where they do it a lot. Because in the China in the hospitals, my three sons were born there, and we had to get like a special doctor to do it. And a lot of the local Chinese don't circumcise. So maybe that's not really necessarily a Chinese tradition. Maybe in other parts of Asia, like in the Philippines, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure.
0: Yeah, I will say the um the uh person who submitted this it was Filipino. So um, There you go. Yeah that makes sense. They're they're Asians too, that's why they're being represented on on rice. Um, and they're circumcised. So and uh, they wanna be taller. <laughs> so um here's another one. Um leave rice in your bowl and you'll never be rich. That also makes sense. It's just if, telling you'll your kid to too. not to not waste food. You know, um, you know, some of these are just weird. Like never play with your shadow or it'll come back and haunt you and kill you in your sleep. I was like, I don't really like that. who is that helping? Man, I've
3: been no shadow boxing, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um oh, and here's a really weird one. Um, pregnant women can't cut their finger or toenails um while they're pregnant, or it will leave scars on their baby. So uh, what, just get a
1: bunch I've of fungus never going? Heard of that.
0: Nine months of nails. I don't know. That that actually does come from, from a Chinese um, from a Chinese person. So I believe yeah, that is a Chinese
3: um, superstition. Because I've heard one where like you can't cut your fingernails at night or your toenails at night or your family will die. Oh that one. that's that's I think more it's really extreme. more like just don't have your gross toenails on the floor at night where people can't see them and step on them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, there's a lot of um, People trying to make sure that uh, others don't cut their toenails. <laughs> that's that's a really weird one. Um, anyway, you th- know that's... what I hate?
2: I hate it when someone has trimmed toenails. <laughs> you know, it, it's just disgusting. I think if it, if your toenails aren't long and gnarled and like full, <laughs> gnarled. Out full of fungus, then it's just like you. It's disgusting. Yeah. What is... are you doing? You're gonna your if, baby's. If gonna you're die.
3: walking towards me, if I don't hear this. <laughs> 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 that's get the fuck
2: out if i don't if i if on first glance i don't think you're like an evil witch brewing a potion then i think that that's repulsive to me
0: <laughs> um okay let's head over to uh to 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 sebastian did you grow up I, I know you um your your dad was asian one right your dad was Asian, your mom was white like did you grow up with uh with different superstitions from either or neither of them
2: So not really. There was like a like a little three to uh, three legged toad statue that I put like a a coin under.
1: Uh,
2: But they didn't really have many like no ghosts, no dead ancestors or evil spirits to be mentioned. No spooks. Uh, But there is like religion. I consider that to be among it. Like I was raised uh, Presbyterian. We would go to church every Sunday and then Chinese school and violin lessons every Saturday. And then Kumon learning would fit in around the regular school schedule. There's no rest if you're a Chinese uh, kid. Uh, Though I I had my own own superstitions that I weirdly developed. Like when I was about 11, I watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy where a guy had a bomb put in his stomach and they had to diffuse it during surgery. And somehow (laughs) I, I became convinced in my head that I had a bomb inside my stomach. And then it would explode and kill me within 24 hours. And oh, the only man. way I could survive is I needed to like eat something, put it in my stomach that would goop up and deactivate the bomb. And so I would, I would have pudding, like a, like a <laughs> pudding cup. And, and it, I would have that every single day for months because wow. I thought it would explode. But it would only slow the bomb for 24 hours, right? So I had to keep eating it. <laughs> Was it rice pudding? No, yeah, I mean- no, no. Is, you know, I think, like, maybe the pudding company, like, it, it incepted me in, in the product <laughs> place somewhere. I don't remember
3: pudding ever being uh, in good, the episode of Grey's Anatomy.
2: You know, the thing I is... Unless you
3: count what happened to Dylan after he exploded. The
2: good bomb squads, they'll never <laughs> tell you this, because then the bomb people who make the bombs will make their bombs not coupable, but oh, it works every time. You proof. don't want you
3: don't want things that are pudding-proof, because the proof is in yeah. the pudding. Yep. <laughs>
2: Of course. Uh, you know, chocolate work, Chocolate works the best. De- deactivates the bomb 100% of the time. Uh, vanilla, uh, you know, it'll do in a pinch, but I wouldn't rely on it multiple consecutive days.
0: <laughs> okay, a, let's, uh, let's oh, head this, on this over. This is literally what I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say normally I'm all for talking about uh, explosives and explosions except for what happened today. I feel like let's get not canceled and um, move on over to Jennifer. Gotta use some pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh
2: no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Leonard. Okay. Um, let's move to to Jennifer. Um, maybe she can distract us with
1: some talk of pedophiles. But uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. no. <Yeah. laughs> Basically, uh, if you want to avoid pedophiles as a Chinese family, it is always best to dress your kids up as adults, which is what my father did. For me, when I was 12, I wore tons of makeup and his old man dance friends would still hit on me because I guess they were into all women. OK, that was stupid and not true at all. Um, <laughs> and now everyone's confused, like, what the is going on? Let's just throw uh, I around accusations. A 12-year-old and that still didn't prevent me from getting molested. So next, um, superstitions. Uh, We had the earliest memory is we had this like it's a circular mirror surrounded by an octagonal frame and it's called a bakwa mirror in feng shui. And it's supposed to protect your property from like bad energy. But I think it just kept all the negative energy in our house, in the house, because a lot of horrible shit happened in our house. Um, Yeah, obviously, parents were like really, you know, as you're as a kid, you eavesdrop and you hear a lot about what your parents and the elders talk about. And I think we were like a mix of Western and Eastern superstitions because I mean, do you guys ever remember being told not to open an umbrella indoors? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah that? Is that Other than Eastern getting, getting Eastern everything I... wet
3: inside. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, mostly it or like knocking shit over, knocking bad shit over like before the rain, I guess you don't want to knock shit over. Okay. Right. I, I was, was told
1: bad luck. just bad luck and also breaking the mirror, but like we really didn't do that that often. Um, yeah. But, like, there are a lot of things about, like, when you purchase a house. Like, it can't be built on a cemetery or a body of water. And our house right now faces a road where if it's, like, facing, like, a fork in the road, like, the street is opening to your house and your house sits where the fork begins, that's also really bad as well. And what happened was last summer we had road construction. So it shifted the direction of the road leading to our house. So I feel like it's been luckier for us this year, for sure. Um, I think my superstitions really just exploded uh, once I got to China, like Leonard. Like I had this thing about the number four and it just escalated as I lived in China because that's really a big deal there. But if you look at a lot of the Chinese superstitions, all of them are based on like things that sound like other things. Like, for example, si is is also in Mandarin. Si say is like death. But also, you know, conversely, number eight is lucky, right? Like Mm -hmm. anything that ends in the number eight. So is number six, liu, like lasting, or qiu, long lasting. People get married in September because that's like a fortuitous date to get married. But also like in Chinese New Year, if you can give oranges but not pears because li, the fruit, li, sounds like you're parting. That's why you also don't give knives. Mm. But doll is like different. That's just more whatever. Mm. So I think a lot of the superstitions are based on like the wordiness of the word in Chinese and the and what it sounds like, which isn't really like, you know what I mean? It's just the logic of, oh, it sounds bad. So let's make it unlucky, which doesn't really have a basis in some ancient mythological <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> do you know what I mean, so basically it's kind of bullshit <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> a lot of logic. I try- superstitions and you know they have little things like cute little things like oh on your birthday eat a bowl of noodles because the noodles are long and you'll live forever so things like
0: that Mm. yeah yeah Yeah, one thing i'll mention we've got we've got a david on facebook submitted a superstition saying one woman on singapore social which is a reality show would not allow her purse on the floor or else all the money spills out. I'm not sure if it's a superstition. I think that's just more maybe she has a hole in her purse. Or, oh, actually, you know what? They say that if you put the purse on the floor, that's where it gets like a lot of um, feces on it. I you know this sounds really weird, but this was on an episode of Ricky Lake. This is why women always like have those hooks and they don't put it there. Putting it on the floor is the dirtiest place, and somehow there 's feces on all people 's floors i don 't know is an old episode of Ricky Lake just Google Ricky Lake feces on purse but it really um i don't know
3: where, i don't want to know where the fuck ricky lake is eating but wherever like
2: yeah, <laughs> no, if i were the one making the superstitions i'd make a superstition where you get bad luck if you shit on the floor instead of the person who well, just um, has a bag yeah. they're, they're tired from carrying around a bag this person's just pooping <laughs> on the floor all day
0: maybe let's go to jennifer on this one do you ever put your purse on the floor and do you think it's bad luck too
1: I do because I'm not a precious little like hoity toity, like, oh, my LV bags on the floor. Like, my bags are in horrible shape. But, you know, like, if a woman has an expensive purse and a lot of Asian Chinese women have expensive designer purses, puts it on the floor, it definitely decreases their resale value. Oliver's jewelry isn't buying that purse again. So,
3: why is Oliver's jewelry buying purses in the first place? He's
1: he's into that now. Buying used purses. But I will say about the poo on the floor, you know, they do say if you're building a house, don't have your toilet facing or washroom facing the front door because that means all the stench, all your dirty laundry and your bad whatever will go out to your neighbors. And it's like a bad like people will talk shit about you literally.
0: Cool. I'll, I'll throw this out to the to the whole panel. Anybody can jump in first. Of, uh, so Jennifer mentioned that she thought, you know, particularly the Chinese superstitions were bullshit because of how they were come up with just based on sounds. Um, but the overall question I want to ask is, do you believe in superstition still as an adult? What role does it play in your life, if any? Mm-hmm.
2: You know, when someone sneezes, I say, bless you. Uh, that's definitely a superstition. And yeah. it's just like, it's, it's ingr. It's written on my brain to do that. It's like, it's polite. It's like, what mm-hmm. if neither of you are Christian? doesn't matter. Like, what is it do again, just it's to do sounds with the you devil. make.
3: What, what was the, I, I forget why it was something to do with like demons and stuff, right? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I
2: imagine it's like if you sneeze, you uh, are likely to have a sickness and are dying because there's or like no medicine. your, or your it's, soul is like, like popping out word. your
3: nose, and you say "bless you," so it we'll go back in.
1: <laughs> I've heard that if you sneeze, it means someone's thinking about you.
3: I sneeze yeah, that's lot. that's like a Japanese I one. If your ears isn't it? are burning, if your ears are burning, that somebody's talking about you.
2: Yeah, I've I've I've
1: uh-huh. uh, I've heard that. I just heard like every time you sneeze, oh, someone's thinking about you. Mm.
3: But the black you, I guess, I don't know. And if your if your pee is burning, then somebody's definitely talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay um, about you did.
0: And I'll uh, I'll I'll throw one more question to the panel. Anybody can jump in. Is do you think there's a fundamental difference between um, between superstitions from Asia versus um, Europe and North America?
3: I feel like it's a matter of degrees. Like Asian superstitions are all like very next level compared to Western. It's like, oh, you know, like break America, seven years, bad luck. And then Asian superstitions are like, yeah, clip your toenails, your family will die. You know, it's like, oh, a black cat crossed your path, you'll get bad luck. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you like bite your noodles, you'll die. <laughs> there's there's how, a how lot do you of down,
2: your yeah. noodles. Well,
3: you're not, you're yeah. supposed to slurp them. You're supposed to slurp them,
2: like one long unbroken noodle going all the way down your throat.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> when you get them, you can't bite them before they get into your mouth. Okay, okay. Chew them no, okay. afterwards. do like, them down like a fucking tapeworm. But like <laughs> this. the whole point of it is like they, they represent like long life, right? So like you mm. cut, if you break the noodle, then you're cutting mm. life. So he's, like In one really life. long
2: noodle is that more expensive if it's like <laughs> they yeah, just probably. don't cut the noodle and just have a big coil yeah
3: well, I don't I know like my parents are the ones who are like who see they weren't really superstitious but like uh, but there was this one time okay I'm going to tell this story if you, if you don't mind um, there was this time like they called this is like back when I had a job they called me and they were like hey you gotta like come to Hong Kong right away and I was like why and they were like oh because the seer told us you are going to die I was like what oh. <laughs> 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 and so then they were like, I was like, what are you talking about? And then so my auntie Maria has had a seer because her, her son died and then like she was seeking comfort. And I guess the seer told her that her son was a god who would come to earth and then was like, I'm done. I'm bored and I'm going to go back. Right. So then that's where he left. And then but they really believed it. Like when that kid died, oh, like I changed God's his... diaper. Yeah, exactly. Really? But when that kid died they had this like huge like funeral procession like all these monks lined the road and he was like buried in like the deepest part of this like buddhist monastery which even like the richest people in hong kong they want to get in there and they're not allowed. so they're like well this is for real like he's he's for real and i was just like what no i don't know and they're like you got to fly to hong kong right he'll fix your feng shui <laughs> and i was like this is a scam because you know <laughs> like it feels like a scam like he's i was like don't give him money this is a scam and they're like, no, he's for real. Like, they, the Hong Kong police uses him to solve crimes. Like, oh. That says way more about the Hong Kong police, I think. <laughs> you know, that, I, I think that maybe that seer murdered
2: the the kid to seem like he's like this kid will die and then he kills him then he seems uh, like he's so uh, so adept at, at being uh, like at seeing the future and then he works with the police to
3: cover up his crime so
2: smart and he gets away with
3: it <laughs> no but it was crazy i remember like my parents like you got to come to hong kong and then i was like do you really believe in this stuff and they're like no i was like cool let's mm-hmm. ditch it right and the next day they called me they're like so we talked to him again <laughs> I was like what the fuck? why yeah and they're like he no they're like you can he can fix it but you don't you don't have to come you just have to send something like some clothing that you've been wearing and has your aura on it so that has to be something that was close to you has your aura and I was like what, like right, what? what's an aura like, is an aura like a check with a lot of money on it <laughs> well, I sent him my underwear because that definitely had some aura on it. <laughs> and they're like, you have to send it like FedEx overnight because he said you might die quick. So I spent like $117 to send my underwear to Hong Kong. And I was like, guys, have you ever considered this is just a dude with a really fucked up fetish? Like... Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't in Japan? Because they do have dispensaries that sell yeah. used underwear.
2: So yeah. it was crazy. So basically, so much then, crazier than the US where you buy bathwater.
1: <laughs> um, Ew! You know, that's just, yeah, that's weird. What? <laughs> there's
2: there's what? there's there's people who make millions of dollars a year selling their used bath water on like Twitch.
1: That's yeah, disgusting.
0: Yeah, gamer that's- girls, yes. gamer girls. Yep. Yeah, yeah, gamer right. girl bath water.
1: Yeah, amazing! Ew, are you kidding? And what do the guys do with this? Like, drink it with? I their don't know shit. what they do with
3: <laughs> it. was <The general laughs> like, are you kidding? What do the guys do with this? And how do I sell this? Where's this marketplace? And how much do you <laughs> I how the bottles? So and like, you so bottles money? and like, what kind of? <laughs> yeah, but I
1: just need to know. Of course, Sebastian,
2: how I do I <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> Listen, but... it, they make an obscene living. Like, literally. Yeah. Crazy. from from zero definitely- to like tens of millions of dollars oh. in the last two years from zero to ten
3: that's a wide range <laughs> no 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 like that's zero they started, to with, they started
2: with nothing but a pair of but a like but there are panties they are currently wearing they sold them they took a, they use that money to buy bath water uh because they, they didn't have water I guess well, and then they just sell the bath water and then they, they the endless cycle they just yeah. ba- they off oh, wow. my sell, underwear I should, I
1: should sell my I should sell my foot shavings.
2: You, like feet picks, I imagine yeah. you could sell those like, for you pedic. know, when
1: you shave the bottom of your foot and it looks like Parmesan cheese, that's what I want to sell. <laughs> I have a lot of that. It's so. like a headache or something. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Leonard, you were talking about underwear and there is one tradition, Vaughn, you were talking about like any traditions that or superstitions we still like really hold mm-hmm. on to. For me, less so than number four now, because in Western um, superstition 444 is actually like the biblical, I don't know, Sebastian, isn't it like the sign of angels or something? 666. Uh,
2: 6, 6, 6, 6, 6. uh,
1: Mark the, of the Beast? 6, 6,
2: 6. Yeah, that's like the Antichrist number or what, or whatever it means. Because it's
1: yeah, so 444 <laughs> isn't that bad. And 4 plus 4 is 8, which is lucky. And like 13, you know, in China, there's no 4th floor, 13th floor, or 14th floor. But I think the most important superstition is, so this year, 2020, is the year of the rat. This is the year that my mom was born in. And there's something called bindiian in Chinese, which means like your birth year. So the saying goes that if it's your birth year, let's say anyone listening to this born in the year of the rat, it is going to be a really crappy, crappy, horrible year for you. And the only way to prevent it from being such a disastrous year is to wear red underwear, like stock up on numerous pairs of red underwear from Uniqlo or whatever. Like my husband, Dave, he's a white man, but when it was year of the pig, like, Okay, was it last year or the year before? I made him wear red underwear and things actually got better for him. When it was year of the dog, I did the same and things were better for me. Like, I know you guys think this is bullshit, but I really think the red underwear okay. is so, true so me, thing. Just test it, out. test it out. We can revisit this sure. in a year.
2: Is your year supposed to be so bad because you're like peeing blood and then like what? the red underwear means no one can see?
3: Blood? <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish this story. Um, oh, red sorry. underwear, red <laughs> underwear actually does come into it. Let me finish this story. Oh, it does. So, okay, good. So I sent, I sent my underwear to Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong. Now my parents have my underwear and then they're like, the seer needs to go to some like ancient temple in the middle of China to solve this. So my parents get on a train and a boat. Spent five hours to go to China. They gave him some money to fly there. And I was like, ah, it's a scam. They're like, shut up. Anyway, so my parents, they end up in this temple. And then the guy is like, all right, you guys lie in this stone bed. And then I'm going to be in this other room doing something to your son's underwear. (laughs) And and then he's in there and he's chanting, whatever. My dad's getting really pissed because he's just lying on this stone bed. Like, what the fuck? Why are we even trying to keep this kid alive? Like, who gives a shit? And then... (laughs) And then the, the monk comes out like three hours later and he was like, "I'm done. I fixed it. Fix the feng shui, right?" And there's like a lot more to the story, like about like there's like directions of e- oh, because you know what? I'll say it because um he was saying how is the direction of east was bad for me, right? And my, and he was like, "It's in the name." And they were like, "What are you talking about? What means his name?" And then he writes out like my name Tan, right? And then in the name, like half of it, like is the symbol for East, it's the character for East. And he's like, see, like, you're so stupid. And he kept calling my dad <laughs> stupid, which I really actually appreciate. And, and then the monk was like, but it was the direction of West that saved him. And that's in his mother's name. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then he was like, Tom, Tam. My mom's name is uh, Tam. So he writes that out and it has the character for West in it. So he's wow. like, see? you're so stupid. But what's crazy is this. Like my mom was like, how the fuck did he know that my maiden my name is Tam? Because her friend Maria doesn't even know her maiden name is Tam. So they're like, wow. how, how does this guy know this, right? So anyways, so then that's – so that now my parents are like really believers. And I'm just like, "This. Is, he must have Googled this. He must have looked it up somehow. So then he was – and then this is where the red underwear comes in. Because then he was like, all right, he wrote a bunch of stuff on like pieces of paper and was like, you got to put this on the thing. And get a really old Buddha, put it on the piece of paper, and then he's got to wear red underwear for a week. All right? So wow. that was that. And after a week, you burn the papers, and it's fine. And so then I was like, well, where are you supposed to – my parents were like, where are we supposed to get a Buddha? And he was like, well, just go buy one at the market in town. And I was like, that's it. That's the scam. He's like <laughs> in cahoots with a fucking Buddha vendor. I was like, that's it. That's the scam, right? <laughs> but it turns out this dude – has like the biggest Buddha collection in China. And like people that offered him like $50 million for his Buddha collection. And he was like, no, you know, it's not about the money. And I was just like, what the, what the fuck? He solves crimes. He's got $50 million. He's like fucking Batman. I was like, what the hell? So my Aunt Maria was like, just give him a Buddha. Just give him one of your Buddhas. And he was oh. like, fine, whatever. Gives them a Buddha. And my parents bring this Buddha back to Canada. And I don't know how they got it back, because it's like a, like a national treasure. Like it's not a big food, yes. but it's bigger than a pot. I don't know how they smuggled this thing. <laughs> and I looked at it and it's like 300 years old. It's like carved of like bamboo root. It's like easily, it's worth five figures easily. And I was just like, what the, f-? this is real. My parents are like, yeah, this is real. Like this is like, like this is real. And I was just like, I was gonna die. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. Right? I so know. now I have the Buddha here. It's just like this thing that's been protecting me ever since. <laughs> like there was like ever like later on, like we we used to live in this condo and we ha- I had the Buddha and it was in the display case. Mm-hmm. And then uh we had a maid who would come in and then she would put pillows over top the display case, but she didn't know there were like lights up there and the light burned a hole through the pillow, but it didn't catch fire. And my parents are like, the Buddha protected
1: you. <laughs>
3: yeah. So yeah, so I have this so, thing. So, can you rub the belly or is it like too old <laughs> so you don't want to touch it? It's actually like, burn. an. it's like, it's not like a, like a, um, uh, one of like the big fat Buddha Buddhas. It's like yeah. a female Buddha.
1: <laughs> the Pusa, yeah, they call it a Pusa. She's like a goddess.
3: Yeah.
1: On your, like, very... yeah, it's gorgeous.
3: If you guys ever come over, I'll show you. I don't want to show that's them. Awesome. Uh, but
1: anyways, okay, yeah, that's great. Like little... uh,
0: thank you for that story, Leonard. Sorry, I'm going to jump in to wrap up the segment because... Oh, there oh, we no. go. My camera is off, and I'm going to have to change to a different camera. Give me just... A second. Um, live streamers, you will now hear our panelists banter for <laughs> about a minute while I fix this uh, camera yeah. issue. Yeah.
1: The thing so, about the Buddha thing, about protecting, like my sister used to be such an avid believer. Like we'd wear these wooden Buddha bracelets that you got from like uh, the temples in mm-hmm. in Beijing And she'd always wear it like on flights and she's been on like some crazy adventures. And every time she's been in a life-threatening situation, the bracelet would break off. And my mom or, you know, the whatever, fortune teller she was seeing would be like, yeah, that's the sign that the Buddha was protecting you with that bracelet. And that's the reason it broke was to save your life. And And, also like- Like the Buddha's like jumping in front like- Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I can make weird. a
2: bracelet that like breaks really easily. It's just like made of... <laughs> like, a like a candy bracelet. Like a nerd's rope in the middle. And, <laughs> you know, it'll save your life.
1: You're
3: going
2: to be hungry, to so you got to eat it.
1: When it's you're on a... Are you guys scared of flying? I'm terrified of flying. And so, I don't know if this is like an Israeli tradition, but you knock three times and it has to be on the plane door to prevent the plane from going down.
2: You're just weakening the structure sister- of the plane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever <laughs> I
3: like I'm gonna knock three times like, and then somebody knocks you know, back. It's you're like, it's like kicking
2: a tire before you get in the car. It's hey. uh <laughs> dude, if if the door falls off the plane when you knock on it, don't get in that plane. <laughs> That's true. You know, like, uh there, yeah, um, I, okay I was thinking about uh a lot of the Western uh superstitions yeah. and it's stuff like walking under ladders and breaking mirrors, and it's less about getting bad luck and more about like OSHA violations. <laughs> totally <laughs>
0: Um, okay, I'm just going to jump in here because I am back. I do see from Danny, some people are saying that this show is not working on the stream, the sound is off, but the recording on the podcast is good. So we'll just keep going. And hopefully, the people following along will get their sound back. Um, but thank you for mentioning that. Um, Danny so let's
3: didn't stop that shit from happening
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know you know what a lot of things that have actually been going wrong while we're live so maybe the topic of superstition has cursed us um so let's move off of superstitions to our final topic before my whole computer blows up um is our movie of the week which this week is crouching tiger hidden dragon we always try and choose a movie that is somewhat associated with our topic um so for those who don't know crouching tiger hidden dragon directed by ang lee um you know, it was nominated for best picture at the Academy Awards. It was at the time, the highest grossing, um, internationally produced foreign language film, um, in North America. I think it made like 200 something. I think in North America, it made 128 million and internationally it made 200 something million, which is great. Um, it was, it was, uh, starring Michelle Yo, Chow Yun fat, um, um, uh, Zeng Ziyi. And uh, I think, uh, chang chen i believe was was the fourth person and yes i am just saying that so that it gets picked up on the youtube algorithm for google um <laughs> yeah in, in previous weeks i wasn't saying enough uh i wasn't saying enough um of the uh of the uh what's it called um uh of, keywords. yes key keywords and oh, with, is that how it works can yeah. Just with, be
2: like, a, I don't know, Jeffree Star, Logan Paul. No. Uh, get us in the top search. Yeah, ads.
0: well, you know what? With YouTube, I learned that if you just type in your tags, they don't really care anymore. The tags are only to help um, for spelling mistakes. They actually just um, process your recording, and that's what they base um, your keywords on now. So you can't cheat it unless you just do what I did and just say everybody's name to get
1: searched. No way. Oh yeah. my gosh, what a hack. Thank yeah, you.
3: that's so cool. Um, <laughs> Google, so I've <laughs> learned so much today. He's like, I know how to have YouTube, so I can sell
0: bathwater. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, 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 going back to the movie, um, you know, one of my favorite movies ever, um, for sure. And uh, let's go first to Sebastian this time. What did you think of the movie? What aspects resonated with you the most about the film, and why do you think they resonated?
2: Okay, so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of stuff in this movie that stands out for one Master Lee, the main protagonist, his haircut is wild, like the whole front of his head is shaved, but he has got like long in the back he's like a half shelled hazelnut still in like he, he makes me really admire the Asian male hairline because historically we've been so bold with it that Asians shave their hairline back, like Samurai are another example where they shave it in male pattern baldness just to flex on the white man. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like he's the strongest guy in the movie, the best fighter, and I think it's just because he's the only person in this movie who's not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in a like this this robe, like oh, a like a, a dress count. kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and I imagine his range of motion is incredible, and I'm sure it's a big reason why he can walk into a fight with so much confidence. Hmm. Uh, he's just balls okay.
3: <laughs> hanging free.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it makes you so good. It's like good. the kicks are so on the fast. Floor like a dragon.
2: Uh, and okay, so the, there's the Mongolian dude who's like an Asian Jack Sparrow, right? Mm-hmm. He's, so he's, he's so hot. Yeah, he's super cool. But I noticed when the subject of marriage came up, his first thought was to jump off a mountain, like the story <laughs> where the guy jumps off a mountain and his wish is granted. It's the wish is to not get married. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, this is uh, it's got crazy, like, like a little kind of stupid fight scenes because people are like clearly like on a wire moving in like a swing, and it's funny. Like, I like the fight scenes because aside from being well done, they're very stupid in terms of their scale. And fight choreography is almost always going to be a little fake looking. So why not have the fight be done while running on a wall and then flying away by twirling a ribbon? Like, it's just more fun this way. I think that (laughs)
3: it's like rhythmic gymnastics meets. (laughs) You
2: know yeah. uh, to, uh, bring it up to 10 uh like it should be a it should be schlock every time there's a fight in a movie <laughs> now yeah, that being said
1: their own stunts. yeah it's uh
2: it's, yeah. it's 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 cool it's amazing now that being said the movie does slow down considerably in the second half and this movie is long it's uh two hours uh, solid and as much as i like the sad ending like the uh gen Yu, uh Or I think they said Shao Lo in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know how that works out in pronunciation. Uh, But she was completely unredeemed throughout the whole movie. Like her character arc goes from like shithead to shithead who stole a sword to a homeless shithead who is just jumped off a mountain, and she just kind of flies away very slowly. (laughs) And it's like, what did you learn? What did you do? You just ruined multiple people's lives and then left
1: that guy. I was enough for a life. Really so many on. people's
0: lives and lived <laughs> nothing. You know, actually, I'll, I'll counter that. I actually loved her character. I thought she was a very complex central character. She had a lot of different motivations. I believe that she was like this bratty, uh, this bratty daughter of a diplomat who then sort of got swayed or almost swayed by, you know, in an, an evil person. But I, I liked that the motivations actually made sense. Like, she's just this, this, this bratty girl who, you know, thought she would steal something for fun. Um, but she was still kind of pure, so she couldn't totally be corrupted. And I sort of bought her internal struggle. It kind of felt real to me because I, I felt like all the characters made sense. Even, like, Jade Fox. You know, the villain, I was like, she kind of had a point. Like, they did kind of treat her as a whore. And it, one thing I will say about this movie is the fact that it's based on a book from 1938. It's actually the fourth of five um, in a series called the um, called the Crane Iron or Iron Crane series, um, written from 1938 to 1942. I'm shocked at the female empowerment message that yeah. is in here all the way from back then you know like really they really hammered home um the the, the point that the fact that that they wouldn't um train women was like this total you know mm. was this total um was this was 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 this stain on their character so when they sent her boyfriend to that place like you know they didn't really tell us everything that Jade Fox had told her had happened at, 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 at a Wudon mountain, but you could tell that she had been told some stories. Like she really revolted knowing she would have to go there. And so I feel like there's more to Jade Fox than just an evil person. It's like, you no, know, she was scarred. And, you know, there's a reason why the lead character calls that mountain, a whorehouse like I don't know what they're doing with women there they won't allow them to train but clearly they just bring them in and out um and yeah like I said the female empowerment angle was kind of interesting I will say too maybe I kind of like her character because I was obsessed with this actress actor um Zhang Ziyi she is like at least for me anything for a lot of Asians like she's sort of like the epitome of what a lot of Asians um, defined as beautiful, like almost, she's almost like the perfect epitome, where it's like a balanced face, very subtle features. You know, you don't need like big boobs or to be like five five ten, five eleven. Like she's <laughs> like this compact girl, but she's like subtle features, um, very gentle features, and just a balance to her face in a way that maybe it blinded me to her character. But for me, I really liked her character. Um, now let's go over to Leonard. Um, and one thing I do want to ask Leonard, Um, with this movie is it's such an interesting narrative structure. Like, they pop in, like, a a very long flashback scene Mm -hmm. right in the middle of it. Um, So, you know, from a writing perspective and overall, what did you think of this movie?
3: I mean, that was bold, man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like this huge, long flashback scene. Um, Because, yeah, you know, but the thing is, like, with flashback, you... If you know what you're doing, then flashback is good. If it, you, you just can't. You have to do it to advance the story, which is exactly what this did. It gave us an insight into who Zhang was and why she was doing what she was doing. And then you got, and then, yeah, like, just, just the way all the characters were written, exactly like you said, they all had, like, very specific motivations that are very believable, right? Like, Jade Fox got Me Too'd. shang is this, like, petulant <laughs> sort of child, which is amazing. Because you never see a character who's, like, petulant but badass at the same time. Like She's basically cutting guys, like, cut, like just <laughs> cutting guys to ribbons, being like, <laughs> like, it's like, what? The f- it's amazing, right? Mm. But, like, yeah, that, like, what I loved about this movie is, it really brought like, shot to like, the, the the Americans, right? Because this is, the, this is like the staple of Chinese entertainment. Like, the, you know, these TV mm-hmm. shows, like movies where like Asians are flying. And they're on wires <laughs> and it's just all this cool martial arts stuff. And it's kind of like, it's like soap operas. They're like martial arts soap operas. And this is what, I, I grew up watching this stuff, right? So then when they had like a big budget version that was like in America, I was like, that's so cool. Now you know how cool Asians are. Now you know. <laughs> And then I brought, like, I brought uh, my girlfriend at the time. She was Lebanese at the time. I mean, she's still Lebanese now. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> she had a race transplant. Watching the movie, she's Chinese now because she loved the movie so much. It was, it's really powerful.
3: It's yeah. That's how like she she got crouching tigers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I with that first uh, fight scene between Michelle Yao and Zhang Ziyi. When they're like, you know, running and you know, flying through the air, and she was just like, her mind was like, she was like, "Do Asians fly?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> all Asians fly." <laughs> That's just a thing they do. But um, yeah, man, I love this movie. Like, the thing I really like is it's one of those things where, first of all, the choreography is amazing. Like, Yu Mu is like just, you know, like he's a master martial arts choreographer. But like. Because Ang Lee was directing it, like he's very like he's a guy who directed *Sense and Sensibility* and then later *Brokeback Mountain* and *The Hulk*, which we won't ever talk about again. I <laughs> and... like *The
0: Hulk*. Just just throwing that out there. I think it is woefully underrated. But keep going. <laughs> uh,
3: but he's really he he's a sensitive dude, right? He, he really knows how to like bring out this catharsis, this emotion. So like all these fights. Like these fights are like, they're not gratuitous, right? It's like songs in a musical. Like the characters are using them as an expression of emotion that they can't talk about in real life because that's what it's about. Like uh, Michelle Yao's character, like her whole thing is like a, a, a love that she's not allowed to act on because of society, right? So she just has to just suck it down and just live with never having being happy. Because that's just Asian the Asian way. Yeah, <laughs> swallowing the bitter. Swallowing, yeah, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. And the, and like the thing, like, and so that fight between her and Zhang Jie, like that big fight, of, you know, when she brings on all the weapons, right? It's like her mm-hmm. really controlling her anger and not killing Zhang Jie, which she easily could have done. And, mm-hmm. then, and then Zhang Jie just being this child again, because that's her character. That's her like being entitled and like I just want to live adventure and I can be free. Whereas, whereas Michelle Yao can't, right? So that was really that clash. And it was so interesting because you won't see that in a lot of other movies. Like you'll never see Steven Seagal like throwing a dude through a plate glass window as an expression of repressed love. Like that's just not going to mm. happen. <laughs> so anyways, but I loved it. It was, it was one of my favorites. And it paved the way for one of my absolute favorites, which is Hero.
0: Oh, yes. Jet Li. Which we
3: should I, talk I about. If one. we ever want to like discuss nationalism mm-hmm. or something, because that yeah, is basically that's what that movie is about. Yeah, you know, I, I will want to
2: say something about the uh the flashback you know because the flashback i think that like isolated the flashback is like probably my favorite part of the movie but i don't think it adds um anything to character development like i like no no i mean sorry that's the wrong way to say because it, it really develops their characters but it doesn't a- impact anything later on you know because the mongol guy he doesn't really have much of a place in the story to do anything like he just shows up he's like will you come with me she's like no i don't want to uh and then he and then because i'm bound by all this stuff and then later she's like i'm not bound by any of that stuff but i still don't want to be with you
0: mm. uh and
2: that's and then she jumps off the mountain
0: uh <laughs> yeah i i think maybe plot wise it didn't drive it forward but i think character motivation wise i think without the flashback I would have understood her way less. I, I do get what you're saying about the uh, the dark cloud like, character. Like, like it he, took like forty five
2: minutes to describe a character who didn't impact the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good it was a good diversion, I would say. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, and just like just <laughs> hot,
1: You just think he's hot. <laughs> but, like
3: I don't know if you watched Waiters into the lost star because Amy Anna Jones doesn't matter at all in that movie either. Like he literally could have done nothing, and the Nazis still would have died. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That <laughs> so is true. This, it happens, right? But this was like it was color. It was it was um yeah it, it, was, it painted. It painted Zhang Ji's character.
1: Painted picture. Yeah, it gave
3: you a better sense of you know sensibilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, um, let's go to uh, to Jennifer for her thoughts on this movie.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't seen this film since, God, feels like 20 years ago, and I was in the middle of re-watching it, but, you know, you've heard my kids, you guys. It's impossible. Um, <laughs> we have, like, four TVs in the house, and a kid is on <laughs> each of them. Um, so, yeah, it, I think the film, the thing that shocked me the most going back was, like, in my mind, it still feels like a recent movie and yet it is so old. Like, holy crap. Just looking at the picture quality too, it was like, whoa, like that opening scene in the Chinese village. It felt like an old, like Zhang Yimou movie, like, you know, farewell to my concubine or something like that's how fast pictures age. But I think the story is so ahead of its time that uh, Vong mentioned female empowerment. And I thought that was a strong central theme. And I think the only critique from, like, Chinese audiences can be so critical of films that, you know, especially because, you know, Ang Lee is Taiwanese, so, <laughs> you know, sensitivity. But the only the only thing they criticized was, like, yeah, the accents. If you notice, the four main actors in the film all had different Chinese dialectical accents. So Zhang Ziyi is Beijing-ren, like, from Beijing, so she has a Beijing accent, Michelle Yeoh doesn't speak any Chinese, she had to like take a year off from whatever work she was doing to just focus on learning Mandarin and they had to present the script to her phonetically. She's Malaysian. Okay, so Mm -hmm. for her to memorize all those lines, I mean, you do cut her slack, even for the heavy Malaysian act, like you can hear it for sure. Sometimes when she's speaking, and I'm just not reading the subtitles, I was like, what? What is this gibberish? Like, it sounds like, you know, a Chindian accent. You're just like, what? Did and
2: you imagine landing a role Spanish? in a language that you don't speak. That must be nuts.
1: Yeah, crazy hard. And then the Mongolian guy, he's like a Taiwanese accent. So that's very like, 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 like very like, they can't distinguish between and. And Yun Fat, Cantonese accent, but he tried to mimic the mainland accent and a lot of Chinese people criticized him because they were like oh my god he tried so hard and it was just so obvious that it was almost like Chinese racism on racism (laughs) (laughs) it was just like so like strained so badly to get that you know authenticity out but I think I mean like the movie it ties Parasite and you know some other foreign language films for winning like the most Academy Awards it took home four Um, I do think that the love The whole thing the whole meaning of crouching tiger hidden dragon is based off like a chinese mythological idiom for like how you don't show like keep your strengths hidden from other people you know but i think in keeping their strengths hidden the central theme was also keeping their feelings hidden in that beginning scene with michelle yo and that old chinese guy who she was giving the sword the mu bai sword to He was like look I know you guys have feelings for each other and even heroes can be cowards so there is this theme of like repression Mm. and strength and quiet stoic you know my needs don't matter like let's just suffer Mm. (laughs) but fight and so yeah I think you guys summed it up pretty well it's a great (laughs) film also you know House of Flying Daggers another movie I think we should watch that is kind of similar
0: yeah, I I think what I like about this movie, too, is at the end, it was a more tragic ending. And I, I do feel like, like, because I went to see it when I was when I was young. Obviously, it was like 20 years ago. I was in university and, you know, a bunch of my 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 white friends came and they just totally didn't get the ending at all, like ending it with suicide um, because <laughs> they were just like, wait a minute, why didn't they just end the movie like five minutes earlier? That was like a way better ending. But I, I do think like the idea of happy endings is more Western. Like it's less expected. And in fact, a miserable ending I think is more common in almost everything that that I watch. So, I, and I know I got into trouble for saying this before, but like happy endings to me are more associated with Westerners. Even though um, at massage parlors, it's um associated with Asians, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, 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 did like the way it ended. I, I do really, really wish like, you know, I, I am unable to, to read Mandarin, even though my mom is from mainland China. Um, and I wish I could, because there's no translation of these books, And I was like, I love this fourth book. I wish I knew. I guess maybe the first three actually show all the things they were talking about because they do reference the past a lot. And I would kind of like to see what the hell happens after this. But there's not even so much as like a Wikipedia summary in English of those other four books. I don't understand. The popularity should have made somebody translate these damn books. But anyway.
3: There was the sequel. Crush yeah. and a hidden Dragon, sort of. Oh destiny. no, I no, seen. no, wasn't that awful? No.
2: Is it that was... is that bad? Is that like Mulan too?
3: It was. Probably. I haven't seen it. It, it, it sounds bad, and it Don't... was critically not loved.
0: Don't watch it. They undid her heroic suicide, and instead, she actually somehow flew down the mountain. Then, I mean, she
2: was falling very slowly. I don't think you would die at that speed. Yeah, she well, was just like I mean, so down. Fly,
3: We've established that they can fly, right? So, like when yeah. she jumped off the mountain, I was just like, "She's probably not dead."
2: Yeah, they can for because sure. Because they fly. were
3: flying before that, so I'm just they like, can fly you know, for sure." I feel like she could have survived if she wanted to.
0: I think you go in the direction was, that you point. I think it was suicide, especially uh. showing her boyfriend <laughs> crying. I feel like it's suicide. But the sequel retconned it and made it that she like I'm pretty sure the sequel was not based on the final book they made it about like she didn't die she actually was impregnated and then died giving birth or some shit and then it's a story of her daughter who's equally impetuous that's not even a word I'm so
2: upset I made up a word
3: impetuous
2: (laughs) (laughs) impetuous
1: and and impetuous at the same time Um, oh my god Okay, so Jung Z isn't in the second one?
0: No, no. Oh, my God. If she took that on, I would have been very mad at her. She, no. So what
1: happened? Oh, so they just kind of write off like she didn't die, but she died giving birth or something? Yeah, and
0: then it's, it's the story of her daughter. And it's basically mm-hmm. the same story all over. Just with <laughs> yeah, new people. I think that's
3: that, that is the story. You know what? She can survive falling off a mountain, but what kills her? <laughs> motherhood
1: yeah <laughs> uh, accurate yeah exactly.
3: i feel like this movie's for you James. okay i'm gonna watch it for sure after
0: this yes it is on netflix and uh i'm i'm gonna wrap it up there um i do realize there were some technical difficulties i think some audio things i know some people on the live feed and maybe also on the podcast um had some technical difficulties we are trying out a lot of new things this was our first week um, with the live chat we tried to incorporate that um, and also we are now on Instagram live and on Twitch so we're streaming um, I think now 12 concurrent <laughs> streams so if, 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 if for the people who are watching the video and I apologize for the listeners on the podcast because I keep referencing visuals that you guys aren't seeing. But for the people watching, if, if you see technical difficulties or you see me looking around, it's not because I'm not paying attention. It's because I'm trying to put out fires because um, I, I have about four computers going on trying to manage these, uh, these 12 different <laughs> live feeds. And uh, it, it will get better as the weeks go on. But, uh, but thank you for sticking with us. I see that, that, that Danny, um, uh, Danny has commented, awesome show, um, lots of laughs. Um, Thank you and uh, join us back next week. Our movie of the week is going to be I'm scrolling up because I for I I do. Oh, it's better luck tomorrow. Um, Ah. And and the associated topic is overachieving and perfectionism. So I've not seen this movie, but I'm excited. I've heard a lot of great things and thank you and tune in next week. To the live broadcast at 8 p.m. Um, on all our social medias or on a podcast version the next morning.